You're listening to Spice Radio 1200 AM's The Morning Buzz, and we are speaking to Margreta Dovgal, Managing Director at Resource Work Society. And this week's topic is Vancouver at the Center of Global Perspectives on Energy and Business this summer and fall, LNG 2023, and Resource Work's Vaclav Smil Dinner. Margreta, thank you so much for joining us this morning. It's a pleasure to be here. Good morning, Karen. Next week, Vancouver will be the host to one of the largest energy events in the world, LNG 2023. Tell us about it and why it's important. Well, this is the largest event in the liquefied natural gas LNG industry, and it is happening June 10th to 13th. 15,000 delegates, including incredibly influential titans of industry, senior officials and dignitaries, diplomats, negotiators, are assembling in Vancouver to talk shop. And we were not actually the planned host, uh, at least not originally. Uh, The Canadian Gas Association sprang into action very rapidly when the conference was pulled from Russia, where it was uh, planned to be held over that country's role in the conflict in Ukraine. And as a major natural gas producer and an emerging major LNG exporter, it's truly an honor for Canada to host this gathering. And, of course, it signals to the world that Canada has truly arrived on the scene with LNG. But I want to put that all into context. I'm not exaggerating at all when I say that LNG is the most important fuel today. It is responsible for enabling energy transition in rapidly growing energy-hungry economies in Asia, countries like Korea and Japan that uh, want to have cleaner alternatives to products like coal. It is vital to the security of allies in Europe as well. And uh, not too long ago, the German Chancellor was here in Canada asking Prime Minister Trudeau to help Europeans bridge unmet demand for these products. Um, At this point, our direct export is not quite there yet. Uh, We have a number of major export terminals currently in progress, different stages of planning and construction um, on the west coast of Canada. Um, But we know for sure that our product is making its way south of the border, and that's a big part of where this huge output of Canadian natural gas goes. Uh, The Americans are supplying it to Europe because they have built the right infrastructure in a timely manner to liquefy the gas and ship it straight to European markets. And what's also clear here is that Russia's aggressive actions haven't just costed the support of the global community, uh, and of course caused generational harm to the Ukrainian people, but it has also provided the world with a very, very powerful wake-up call. And, you know, if we're not prepared to source the products we need for everyday life, the fuels that we need for every aspect of energy uh, systems globally uh, is a very big part of that. And if we are not prepared to source those uh, from allies and trading partners we can trust, we risk it all energy security, affordability, economic well-being for normal people all around the world. And dictatorial regimes that hold that against us really, really put us at risk if we give them that leverage. And they do. Uh, Controlling the flow of fuels that we need is an unbeatable tool for leverage. And Russia does exactly that. Uh, The result of this conflict has, of course, been a really huge spike in energy prices everywhere, especially in Europe over the last couple of years. There's been some truly devastating impacts on families, small businesses, financially insecure seniors, and many, many more. And the economic security of Europe for this decade, coming out of an incredibly challenging pandemic, has effectively been set back because of that. Uh, But it's not just Russia's aggressive actions. To some extent, it's also Europe's failure to plan. And as Canadians, major natural gas producer, our failure to be ready to provide a product in time that the world needs and our allies need and want. So next week, everything and the kitchen sink is going to be on the agenda. Uh, what Canada can offer is, is, is part of this, no doubt, on the very, very hotly watched conference agenda. Uh, Qatar is readying itself for 
uh, being the next host, and I'm, I know for sure we're going to hear a lot of Qatari perspectives. Uh, but really what this all means is Canada's opportunity to signal its readiness and maturity as a seasoned and capable major energy player is here. The moment is now to demonstrate that we have that, and I know our business community is especially rising to the challenge. Lots of pressure is on business and governments today to act quickly on climate change. How does Canada's role as an LNG exporter fit in? Well, let's put the essentials down here for a second. Our energy mix today is causing climate change. And unfortunately, we're not even close to cutting the cord on reliance on those products. A a very, very clear majority of all energy around the world, uh, all energy need is met by fossil fuel products. And natural gas is a really big part of it. So acting rapidly and effectively on preventing further warming, uh, which we know is happening, requires informed and decisive choices. And these choices, for me, boil down to two non-negotiable standards. Uh, and I certainly hope this is the approach that senior decision makers are taking as well. Uh, the first is labor standards and respect for human rights. Uh, you know, we need to be getting the things that we need to run everyday life and Our allies around the world need to be doing this, too, from countries that have that fundamental respect for human beings baked into how they produce products, how they develop projects, how they consult with affected communities, how they ensure that local environments are protected and people's life and well-being is put first. And the second standard is a very important one and, you know, inevitably ties into aspects of the first one, and that's production. Uh, Here in Canada, we have the ability both through process, ingenuity, innovation, and phenomenal Canadian engineering to produce fairly low emissions uh, products, uh, whether that's LNG, uh, critical minerals, or uh, everything from fertilizer products all the way through to uh, things like uh, forestry that the world needs. And, of course, much of the emissions that come from uh, producing LNG come from the liquefaction. Uh, We actually have a phenomenal approach here in B.C. The government has set some pretty clear targets that by 2030 they expect to be net zero production. Uh, The shipping is a component as well, but fortunately we have great solutions. We have lots of approaches to really, really driving down that emissions impact. Um, So it's a clean product. It's cleanly produced. And I think that is really what it boils down to. These energy needs need to be met. And if we're going to meet them responsibly, sustainably, we're going to meet them respecting human beings and communities first and foremost then we need to ensure that the countries that have the ability to provide that are the ones who are providing these products. And that comes down to creating the infrastructure, investing in the timelines, permitting the uh, capital formation that is needed to drive this industry here in Canada. And it's an energy transition fuel that the world needs. Um, It's not only enabling global consumers to switch from coal, but it's also offering a cleaner, more sustainable product compared to LNG produced in other jurisdictions. And I know on many of these measures, Canada definitively comes out on top. Um, overall, for me, this just drives home the benefits of demand. Uh, you know, we can have jobs here in BC. We can have jobs here in Canada. We can really double down on benefits flowing through to people in communities across the country and supporting our collective quality of life. Uh, rather than creating jobs further afield in places like Texas and Australia, you know, other producers. Uh, Texas is a great example where they're taking products that effectively we fit into the North American gas supply chain, and then they're the ones who get to benefit from the uh, demand of liquefying it and shipping it. Um, I think there's also a really important reconciliation angle. Uh, indigenous LNG is Canadian LNG. Every single project that you see right now uh, in various stages of uh, 
you know, being planned or built uh, has really, really robust Indigenous support, and it's Indigenous-led. So that's a unique angle that I think many countries don't have, and it's a really big part of Canada's reconciliation narrative and the work that's needed on economic inclusion for all Indigenous peoples. So for those reasons, I, I really think we need to be thinking about this in that context. Uh, it's a big part of our action on climate change. It's a big part of energy security and local benefits for Canadians. Now let's pivot for a second to your fall event. World-renowned scientist and policy expert Vaclav Smil is coming to Vancouver in September to speak to a diverse crowd of professionals and business leaders. What will he be talking about? Well, to boil it down to um, what he always says, there are four building blocks of modern civilization, that's steel, plastic, ammonia, and cement. Uh, you know, we need steel for building and manufacturing. We need plastic for manufacturing and all the different products that go into everyday life from pharmaceuticals to packaging to, you know, technology, anything and everything you can think of. Uh, we need ammonia for fertilizer and many other applications. And we need cement as a very, very critical uh, building material as well for the infrastructure that enables modern life. And Professor Smeal argues that not only the way we live today um, is inconceivable without these pillars, but that when you look closer, our reliance on energy to produce all of them is incredibly, incredibly high. Um, so he's been critical of those who offer simplistic fixes. Um, you know, they say just cut the cord on fuels that we don't like and everything will work out. Uh, the reality is that that strategy would never work. It just positions us uh, to be at a significant disadvantage. Um, so he's been critical of, of folks who would rather take a shortcut, you know, score a quick win, and then uh, really bring us in for a world of pain. Um, and I think as well there's an important component here. Um, he's going to be really, really, really key in stimulating a positive discussion happening right now in Vancouver, but we'll see to sustain a modern way of life long into the future. Uh, one example that he frequently cites is an example of a tomato that's in your salad. You know, it's grown uh, in a greenhouse, uh, greenhouse that is powered by energy, it's, uh, fertilized uh, with products that are created from... Uh, Petrochemicals, it's transported, again, very energy intensive. And by the time it's in your grocery cart, that one tomato requires the equivalent of five tablespoons of diesel fuel. Now apply that to every single other thing in your life, and you realize the profound dependencies of modern life. And uh, this is, of course, a huge challenge uh, for this and future generations. So we're really excited to be playing host to this on September 25th, and I hope a lot of people are able to come out. And how can informed governments apply Vaclav's analysis to the challenges they face? Well, you know, again, it's about all of those choices. Um, you know, I, I ask first what kind of country we want to be uh, for our citizens. Uh, do we want to have a high quality of life and a high standard? Do we want to be principled and take leadership on the files where we have the opportunity to do that? Um, and then also, what kind of country do we want to be for our allies? Uh, so I, I think a lot of his analysis about these interdependencies leads us to the inevitable conclusion that uh, if we snooze, if we let these opportunities to show leadership pass us by, uh, we're going to be in a very, very disadvantageous uh, position. And that's one that Europeans saw in full force over the last couple of years. Uh, it's one that consumers around the world saw. And it's one that for all the products that we need in everyday life, uh, we risk experiencing if we're not equipped to be a solutions provider. So uh, whether it's LNG 2023 or the Backlabs Meal event in September, I'm so excited that our organization is uh, you know, a part of this narrative and a city that is really driving the global conversation on these issues right now. Margareta, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. You have a great weekend.
You too. Pleasure speaking with you.